This call is now being recorded. This call is now being recorded. Wowza. We said it twice, so now it's official. I think so. You know what you know what this is? I I, I don't actually know what this is. What is this, Marcus? Do you tell I I not sure where this is either, but I think it very well may be the V to V podcast episode thirty nine. Yowza. We may be off by a few numbers though, so we're just gonna go with thirty nine. We're gonna call it thirty nine. Officially episode thirty nine. Yeah. That's right. So uh I kinda wanted to talk about those uh, well, first of all, I'd like to talk about the leaks that have been coming out. Whatever those are, those are from some type of lawsuit. That, what? Uh, oh, the Narvin Marvin leaks. Yes, the Narvin Marvin ones. Wow. That's crazy stuff. It's pretty obscene. It really um, is. But, you know, kind of shows like the level of of, of care that Marvin had for, you know, or, or Robert had for, like, the goings-on in other places and how he just kind of set up shop and just made tons of money, you know, in different places and didn't really bother to check in on what was going on. Right. Do you think that he actually genuinely didn't know what was going on? It sounds kind of like he didn't know what was going on. Yeah, I, I don't know. But, don't but know. then again... But then again, he may yeah. have known what was going on and not cared about what was going on. Sure. Because the money, the money was rolling in. So, yeah, I don't know if ignorance is a great defense, but it's necessarily what it sounds like he was trying to put forward. Like, oh, I know I can. It's not my responsibility. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the kickbacks, too. The kickbacks that the staff were receiving, too. You know. And right. Like, and how, like, by 2002, they were rolling. You know, they were making millions per year. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So, so what about it? Well, I don't know who leaked it, but I do know that it's kind of caused a stir because a lot of... Um, a lot of kids' names were in it, or, you know, victims, or whatever, survivors' uh-huh. names were in the actual league. Uh, so, I don't know where it came from, um, but it's interesting. It's just all interesting. It is. Do you think... I, I think these things are probably not related, but with the, um, this, uh, <coughs> beginning of new new uh, kinds of oversight yeah um do you think that is going to have any effect um okay so that's interesting too because that stemmed from this girl who was in Monarch who got out and then became a journalist for a prominent news organization in Montana and then there's a a prominent news organization in Montana I guess so (laughs) I mean whatever 
Yeah, it's read by enough people in Montana for it to be a big enough deal that when you write multiple stories on a play, yeah, you start getting you start getting all the government riled up, and they end up doing something about it. You know, right? Like they're like, "Good, good Lord, we didn't know what was going on. We didn't know. Come, come down here and tell us all about that abuses. We better, we better enact some legislation." We gotta get regulatory bodies in there to help those young teens. But which is, you know, good despite I think some of your views. Uh, at least no, I statewide, think statewide. I think uh, I think it's, I think it's excellent, and I think that this bill will help close down the ones that are not, you know, abiding by the rules. And I think that now that there's someone else coming in, who's a separate yeah. organization who I think it's Department of Health and Human Services are coming in now to regulate. Yeah, I mean, right, and they've got problems of their own, of course, like, like sure. any, a regulatory agency or oversight agency. But yeah. I guess the good thing is that they're going to kind of get a fresh look at what they don't know or suspect. So yeah. new eyes on the situation, yeah. which is good. Yeah, um, well, there, there haven't been any eyes on the situation at all for the last 10 years. So it's it's pretty important, you know. Yeah. I guess the other thing to think about and understand is how, uh, how uh, practiced uh, these programs are at hiding stuff, though, too. Yeah. Because they have to do that on a regular basis just in their daily operations. Yeah, making sure that they don't um, let the truth out to skeptical parents and things like right. that. So you know, right. they put on the whole performance and yeah, and everything's fine. You know, yeah, put out the put, put out the fruit bowls. Yeah, but like they also they also they also have like a whole team dedicated to doing that with the parents, yeah. like, right, right. you know, who are working twenty four hours to co-pathetically, you know, erase any guilt that the parents might feel about the situation while, oh, yeah. blind, while blinding them. Yeah. 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 So, uh, so it, you know, there should be, I think, uh, increased pressure on, on whoever the same oversight agency is to actually do it, do it or, or dig yeah. deeper. Yeah. And, you know, that's, it, that's, I think easier to apply pressure to somebody, new people uh, that aren't uh, uh, haven't been fooled or aren't jaded yet about the whole industry. Yeah. So that's yeah. that's good. I think that the whole community of survivors should like focus their attention on these things because if you get one state uncovering stuff, then it will encourage other states to do similar things especially if they find, you know certain uncovering abuses that has begun that's begun in Nevada states love to uncover abuses yeah and they so really that that has begun in Nevada with another series of articles coming out about a wasp wasp facility called Horizon okay which um I happen to think is, is actually the one that James is 
James was involved in. Because that's the oh, one oh, near, right. near Las Vegas. Yeah. And that's, that's where he was, and that's where he said it was. He said it was outside Las Vegas. And so, um, yeah, this place is being exposed now. I mean, it was way too long an article. I posted it to you, and I didn't look at it either. But, well, I, I read yeah. a little bit, like, yeah. in, into the beginning paragraphs, and uh, that was kind of enough. I was like, all right, so yeah. I, see where, I see where this is going. Um, a lot of times with those long articles, no one reads them, and, you know, they catch the headline or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I think more... <laughs> More clear and concise writing is needed. I mean, it's it's great that this is all kind of on the record, but no, I agree. To really, uh, to really be effective, it's it's better to uh, make you know short, accurate, well, well, powerful yeah. statements. Yeah. We'll hey, see. So we'll that's see. what we're doing now. Yep. And we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's interesting. It, like, and I think it's uh, you know uh, one of those like fleeting glimmers of hope that we don't like to uh, put too much stock in but still yeah. any any forward progress like this is a really positive thing and um, yeah. I know that uh, the the last episode with um, Michael Atterbury has uh, is being listened to um, and so, you know, well, we can just kind of chip away at this. Uh, speaking of, uh, all right. Speaking of like state, state and local legislation, what's what's up with the uh, whole uh, legalization of mushrooms in Denver? Hey, hey, hey! So it's still illegal uh, on a statewide basis and federally. Yeah, but to, to harvest as well. Oh, decriminalization, think. pardon me, pardon me, decriminalization. Yeah, so, so, so this, this, this is the route that marijuana should have gone down, right? Like, yeah. decriminalize it. Yeah. It's fascinating. It is. It's going, it's, it's an interesting step, and Denver's so progressive, man. They've fucking done it. They're, you know, they're always have been really kind of progressive I don't know if it's the altitude or, or what yeah you know but they're up on the mountain there's a lot of white there's a lot of white people there too that's true you know there's more white people than anyone else and I mean I'm not saying that, that makes you more progressive but <laughs> it, it's well they have yeah. uh, they have less distractions from the, from the uh, the what what the institutionalized uh, racism because there aren't any other there aren't a lot of minorities there so yeah yeah so that becomes less of a problem because because it's brown and black people just aren't there I don't know I don't know either um, it's it's a it's a terrible thing to yes to, like to it's weird. It's one of those like good thing, bad things. Like, um, I, I don't even know where to go with that. But uh, so they don't have the others, so they don't have to concentrate on uh, handling the others, so they can so they can deal with white people problems. Right. 
and they deal with their white people problems by innovating and being progressive and eating and letting them, the, right. wait. They're letting the they're letting the white people have freedom. Yeah. <laughs> so, but then when the when the black and the brown people show up, they also have freedom. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, man. <laughs> right. That's cool. So, California and Oregon are also looking at yeah at this stuff too. I guess there are there is some there is some legislation either being written or written that is looking at doing the same thing for uh, for psilocybin mushrooms. Yeah, because it's, because it's not really an issue, and and um, they're de- they're declining. I think like Denver was declining prosecution of a bunch of cases anyway. They're like, no, it's not even worth going after so they decided to uh, make it the least criminal it's like the lowest criminal offense possible like it's like a kind of a citation yeah. maybe if, if but probably not one of those deals yay mm. yay civil, civil liberties that's cool civil liberties <laughs> like I'm gonna do what I want. I don't know. Like I, I like Denver, but that weather is just insane to deal with. Like you don't know. Like it, it, it's 60 degrees one second, and then in the afternoon it snows like you know four feet, and then yeah. by the next day that's all gone, and there's thunderstorms. I mean, that's it's yeah, so unpredictable. The the topography is horrible there. If they could yeah. move that city to here. I'd be happy. We're like yeah. right above here, you know. Right. Hey, you know what else is unpredictable? What? Travi. Mmm. Travi's what? back. Where? Travi's back in the news at least. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. So. Travi uh, up the Travi. So I got a message from um, from the hot Jew. Yeah. This morning. Yeah. And because uh, she w- had been getting mean messages from, from oh, she called him Grabby, too, which is really funny. She, she, she actually, she screenshotted this dialogue between Grabby, which she called him Grabby. Yeah. And then he was, like, complaining that she's not a real friend because they don't, talk on the phone or she she doesn't call him and send him money right and that it's hard it's hard to be homeless and that it's her fault that he's homeless that's what the screenshot said basically wow I mean there was a bunch of other Travi type language mixed in there about true friends and yeah he's done so much and, and yeah he's just trying to live his life and he want his real friend should always talk to him and have time for him. Yeah. And she was explaining that she has two kids and three jobs and and uh, Uber drivers to flirt with. Yeah. And that she didn't have a lot of time to call him. And that and then it it came up that oh she did call him last night, but that wasn't enough for Grabby. He wanted more of her time. Of even course, though, even though she had just spoken to him, and um, yeah, so I mean that's unpredictable, but also predictable at the same time. Yeah, 
Yeah. Well, so, where, I, where, I think, where is Travi yeah. residing these days or riding his bike? I think he's still in Colorado. Oh. I'm pretty sure. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I have any indication that he's anywhere else. If he was somewhere else, I guess he would be back in, uh, back in Southern California. Yeah. Pool or five. Kansas or Kansas, but he, he, uh, he won't go there because that's where his family is. And why would he want yeah. to see his family? Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. The Travi Chronicles continue. The, tra- so the Travi Chronicles. How long can you go without any, any, <laughs> any integrity? <laughs> right. The Travi Chronicles. Yeah. How far uh, will it take you on no integrity? Exactly. Hey, a prediction we made came true, by the way. Oh, yeah? Yeah, uh, regarding uh, the Charlie Sheen update. Oh. So, so I guess this is like a sort of a Charlie Sheen update. Okay. It's more of a Denise Richards update. Okay. She is, is indeed going to be on um, Housewives of Beverly Hills. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wow. She's going to be able to pay her stable fees now. <laughs> <laughs> right. I ain't got the foreskin condoms yet. Right. Yeah. Now, now we can breed more so I can have more selection of different flavors. You know? <sighs> Ripped for her pleasure. Yeah, because I remember we were speculating about how she was going to make money. And, and you suggested yep. maybe uh, like milk porn or yeah. something along those lines. But uh, and I think it came up she could do a reality show and and maybe 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 they hurt maybe they hurt us and, and decided it was a good idea. Yeah, because I mean, Housewives of Beverly Hills is kind of irrelevant now, and it's been on so long that no one. I mean, they have core, but they don't really get new fans. Denise could actually bring in some new fans for that. Yeah, you know, unless, unless everybody has forgotten about who she is, which maybe that's the case. That's that's true. That's very that's true. Oh, Charlie yeah. Sheen's ex-wife. That's sad, who? right? She's right. She's an actress. Who? Oh, you mean Charlie Sheen's ex-wife? Oh, oh. she has <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, you have to go back to the wild things before anyone even cares about yeah. her, her at all. And and, and there, there was only one scene, the whole kissing scene with Nev Campbell, and no one cares. Well, there was that scene, and then there was the sex scene with them and Matt Dillon, and no one cares. But no one cares. that film is really good, if you do care to see a good film. That's a good plot-twisting film. It's hilarious. It's kind of goofy, but it's fun. It's very B-movie-esque, and it's... Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. It's one of those... Um, I don't know if it's a so bad it's good movie. It's better than that. Yeah. It's, it's but a there little is bit some, Yeah. But, but, you know, the... And the acting is... Aside from Matt Dillon, who, who was a fine actor, uh, you know, <laughs> the girls are pretty card cardboard-esque. That's okay. It kind of goes along with the characters and, and the double, triple crossing stuff. So it works. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's yeah. very entertaining. Yeah, yeah. It's great. It's super great. great. <laughs> yeah, super great. And plus, 
And plus, if you're a fan of Kevin Bacon and you want to see Kevin Bacon naked, he gets naked in this film very briefly at the end. Oh, so hang right. on to that. Yeah, that's you right. That's see, right. You get to see full frontal bacon. Full frontal bacon. I think yeah. maybe what maybe that sounds like a good name for this episode. Full frontal bacon. Yeah, I like it. It's good. I do too. I do too. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been um, I've been branching out into the world of um, online dating. Yeah, how's that going? Uh, pretty good, I think. So yeah, yeah. So last week I I had a coffee date with a a nice lady, and we didn't really click very well. I mean, it was cool. It was fine. Um, yeah, but I, then I got called away uh, to work to handle a crisis. Yeah, and, uh, but it was it was nice to get out and, and meet somebody who was a nice person. Sure. And uh, yeah, and just, yeah. I just ha- I'm having to uh, I happen to have been getting uh, hit up quite a bit by you know age appropriate women. Good. Yeah, who seem like they got their shit together, and for whatever cool. reason, seem to be interested in talking to me. And I've got a dinner date set up for the fifteenth with a television writer. Nice. Yeah. That's badass. Yeah, like, yeah, she's forty-five and cute and has her shit together. It's kind of nice. Like, like I didn't even know that was possible. Super cool. Super cool. I think so. Maybe in six months I'll, I'll uh, be moving in with a nice lady. There you go. I could see that happening. I do too, actually. I could too. I think you're yeah. pretty together now. You have it like you're in a place where you can offer something highly secure, you know, and that's that's good. It is. It is different and good, and uh, still kind of getting used to it. Sure. Like I didn't even. I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is possible now! I can actually meet people that I might yeah. have something in common with, or or, or there, there's a mutual attraction." What? Yeah. Yeah. It took a, it took a while to like kind of come to those terms, but uh, sure. Oh, that, oh wow, that that was like the epic stick stick drop. Uh uh-uh. uh Yeah, I got. I found a drumstick. Ah. Yeah. So wow. Colin. I can feel it coming in the air tonight. Here, I'm going to recreate the epic sip drop, okay. drop right now. Okay, Here but let, let me let me do the beginning part to it. Hold on, hold on. Here we go. Okay. Well, I remember, I remember the worry. How could I forget it's the first time, the last time we ever met, 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 met. But I know the reason why you keep this status up, up. No, you don't fool me. But the hurt doesn't show. But the pain is too gross. It's no stranger to you or me. Oh. Oh. You I think, got I think well. We did it. We did it. We got it. No. I think one. One more, because it's so good. Okay. 
Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was a, a real-life rendition of Epic Stick Drop by Phil Collins. So good. I kind of got to get my shit together myself, you know? And I don't know how to do that exactly. And it, it's kind of it's kind of a toughie on my end. Yeah, well, there's some stuff that, like, kind of disclosed, or I didn't really understand clearly about kind of what happened to you when you were young, and, and, uh, and it, so, I think there should be some consideration in, like, for, um, that, the illness that you went through. Yeah. You know, and, and how it affected you. And it's troubling that that some of the people that you know, um, family members and stuff, don't seem to uh, recognize that. You know? Yeah, that's, that's really tough for me. And it's making things really hard because I don't have any way to support myself. And I have no way to get up. And it's like, you know, what do I do? You know, I'm gonna end yeah. up on the street. Yeah, it's a good question. Like, what, you know, what, what do you do? And, and I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Huh. So what? What do you think you're gonna do? I mean, honestly, I think I'm just going to float around and keep doing what I'm doing because I don't see any other way. Right. You know, I think that's I think that's probably a good idea. And and uh, what maybe the other people in your life need to understand is that there should, might be have to be some measure of acceptance as to what your position is and situation is, and and also just kind of go with it. Yeah. But you're not hurting anybody. You know? No, but I am I am a burden on my mother. I don't want to be a burden on my mother. You know, I am. I mean, yes, you can mitigate some of that stuff too, I suppose. Like yeah. with with more uh I don't know, immediate like fixes to or you know, small. What am I saying? Like um, <clears throat> small, like smaller adjustments to kind of the way you live your daily life that that are achievable, that lessen yeah. this so-called burden on her. Right, right. You know, little things like uh, just other small kinds of forward progress in becoming. Yeah becoming even slightly more independent like and I think that she would appreciate that but I don't know what you know only you and her knows know what that looks like so it could I mean it, it should be, be I think somewhat of a collaboration because I don't right. think they're going to see it that way and I don't I don't think they see it that way they see me as political and it's just very tough for me yeah you know? sure 
And I try every time and I fail and that makes things even worse and I don't want to fucking do that, you know? All right, so but here's the other thing that your your mom has you know told me directly is that when you try and fail, it makes her want to uh, kind of latch on or further protect you from yourself even more. Yeah, and that and then that troubles her. Yeah, but it, it, but it provides even more of a reason for her not to want to let go yeah however she's you know psychically holding on to this stuff um right yeah so it's it is it's kind of a double-edged sword um in that sense because if you do start thing then she'll feel more freedom to to give at least from her perspective give you more like autonomy in her own mind yeah, uh, but then she's gonna doubt whether or not it's gonna work, and then she'll predict it won't. And then if it doesn't, then she gets to go back to feeling super protective of you. Yeah, right. Which which then again troubles her. Yeah, yeah. No, I I get it, and that's not an easy thing to to come yeah. to a solution about but so it really kind of does fall to, on you to figure out what what shape you want your life to take I mean you can't yeah. you can't put that on her you can't no I know because it's not her life no it's not um, so yeah I think uh, you know baby steps are kind of in order yeah. Because again, what, what I don't know, whatever that looks like. Yeah. You know, um, some sort of work, I guess. Yeah, or I don't know. But I don't know what kind of work you can really handle. Other Mine. than, you know, other than just, you know, we've got two more years before our fabulous podcast blows up and everyone knows about it, you know, at least. <laughs> you know, at least. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, I mean that's not that far away, but it's too far for you. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I need well, a sugar uh, daddy. Be my sugar daddy, Marcus. I, I don't have the resources to be a sugar daddy, and I, I think I wouldn't be that interested anyway. Oh. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not sugar, Marcus. No. That's right. Okay. No. Yeah. That sounds very unappealing. But I do want to. I do want to keep doing this. I like doing well, yeah. this. You know, and Good. I think that this is a great outlet for me, and this is a way for me to be creative, regardless of how it's viewed by my family members. You know, and oh, what they're they using think. The, really, they're using the podcast against you. Well, I'm just. I don't think any of them take it seriously. He's doing that bloody podcast again. What? That's not that's not making you any money. Philip, Philip, quickly shut off shut off the systems. We must close down the internet. They're doing the bloody podcast again, Philip. Right. Oh good, I'm glad that that's not the case. 
because that would be stupid. No, I, but I mean, it's it's definitely not viewed as anything serious, and, and it's just a fad. It's something I'm doing on the Look it's at your brother and sister. They're doing something really creative and great. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, and, and like she's right. never listened to my podcast. She's never heard one episode. So right. you know, that's a puppy too. You know, it, yeah. it's tough to me. It's tough to me because like. My brother and sister were given all this adoration and all this, you know, and they deserve that. Yeah, They're doing sure. fantastically. But, right. you know, I'm also trying my best to do something myself, and that's not giving any credit at all, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. So, I, I learned a long time ago. Uh, this is in, inner circle stuff, by the way. So, yeah. Be forewarned. Okay, so. Never expect your friends and family to care about anything that you're doing, right? Because they're not your right. audience, right? Right. So, right. And that's, right. that's easier said than done. Because yeah, you want you want validation from the people that know you and yeah. love you, but they're not going to give it to you, right? Right. We've already heard all that. <laughs> we've we already know what you're doing. We're, we like it, but we're we're not that interested. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. <laughs> I guess that's supposed to make you feel better, but yeah, it still leaves me at completely. I don't know what the fuck to do with myself. But anyway, I'll just keep doing what I'm doing and just turn my back. You just you just have to find stuff to do with yourself besides passing. Yeah. But that's it's really gonna, fun. That's not going to pay the bills, though. But, I mean, it could, I suppose. Oh come on! Because you could advertise this. Uh, Professional fapper, fap. I'm the fap. Like, it's like yeah, a, it's like, a, like a GoFundMe thing, maybe. Yeah. Like, yeah. You just fap and fap and fap and, and yeah. send me money. Yeah. Every time I get a blister, I need ten thousand dollars. Make it happen, <laughs> Right. Well, it's kind of more. I think I thought it was more like this encouragement to keep going. Yeah. Because we're we're behind you. Yeah, metaphorically, maybe even right. physically behind you. Yeah. Well, I prefer you metaphor. in front of me. Yeah, or in front of you, perhaps. No, no, that won't work. I, I get stage fright. Yeah. Well, what, what about in front of you, looking the other way? Uh, I, I still feel uncomfortable. I need you behind me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Well, so maybe you should set up a, a GoFundMe fapping fapology. Yeah, uh, I'm sure GoFundMe would like that. I'm sure GoFundMe would accept that and approve. Oh God, so are they are they against like are they against the fappage? I think they have moral and fappage. Yeah, there's yeah. a moral yeah. morality clause in there about. Yeah, we will not pay for fappage. There's a no fap. Consultation. No fab clause. Fuck. Clause. That's what I meant. Yeah. No fab clause. All right. Well, we'll uh, we'll continue brainstorming these ideas right. for uh, to get you uh, being able to do something with your pathetic life. Yeah. Thank you. That would really be. No. Is that, I hope that makes you feel better. Yes, it does. Thank <laughs> Good. Are you cleaning, Marcus? What? Are you cleaning? I heard uh, spray. Hmm, no spray here. 
no spray. I did pick a weed. I'm just now. But it How didn't your, spray. How are your chickens? Oh, you know, two of them came to visit today. Uh-huh. Which, which concerned me because where's the third chicken? Right. Yeah, they came over and ate some Cheerios and, and left. Yeah. Who do they belong to? The neighbors uh, two doors down. Ah, cool. Yeah, they just walk over here and hang out for a little bit and go back home. Good for them. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's really funny. They just walk right in and I was like, hey, we're here. <laughs> <laughs> can hear them peeping up the driveway. Beep, beep, beep. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, that is cool. That is cool. All right, man. Well, this has been Full Frontal Bacon. Full Frontal Bacon, episode 39 of the V2V podcast. 39. 39. Yeah, that's a, that's a good number. Yep. We're just going to go with it. 39. Yeah. Full Frontal Bacon. All right. All right. And I'll probably put this up today, too. And, cool. and the Arnold interview too, because I awesome. I, and I got my office back in order. It was it was a mess, so I was having a tr- trouble uh, producing anything. But I, I think we're back. Okay, and you have to do some light bright music too. Even if I shit on it, you have to do it. Have to do what? Light bright music. Light bright light? three. Oh yeah yeah yeah. No, I, I I'm definitely into that too. I just uh, been super busy. Okay. But it's definitely okay. on the on the agenda. Okay. Cool. All right, All right. Well, we'll we'll do this again soon. All right, man. Bye. Bye.